Hello, all of my lovely friends. Happy Monday if you are listening to this on the day that it comes out. If not, then happy whatever today is for you. Today, I want to talk about wishing, dreaming, planning, executing. I have been saying to my wife recently that I want to work on our summer bucket list. And we have been kind of putting it off, doing some other things. But I have just recently worked on our 10-year bucket list. Everything that I can think of that I would like to do within the next 10 years. Now, this sounds like a fun task and probably a pretty easy task. Just sit down, get comfortable, get a drink, get a blanket in your computer or a pad of paper and your favorite pen and just dream a little or dream a lot and get it all down into a nice, neat little checklist of things to work towards and to plan. But this can be harder than it sounds, actually. I realized this recently as I've been starting to listen to a new podcast and following Ramit Sethi. He has a show on Netflix called How to Get Rich and a podcast called I Will Teach You to Be Rich, where he coaches couples on their finances and how to live a rich life. His basic concept is this. Instead of creating a budget where all of your money tends to go to right now, instead create a future budget, which he calls a conscious spending plan. It has only four categories. Fixed expenses, savings, investments, and then guilt-free spending money. And he gives percentages to stick to for each category. So within that basic plan, you would save ruthlessly on the things that don't matter much to you, which is very personal and different for each person. And then you have money to spend on the things that you really love. And the things that you want to spend on right now, but you end up feeling guilty afterwards with the thought that you shouldn't be blowing money on that after you've spent the money. So this is what got me thinking about this. When I hear him coach bulls about what they do want to spend their money on, which is how he defines what their rich life looks like. It can be very challenging for couples to come up with a lot of good ideas. It seems that dreaming big can be hard to do. I'm going to give you some examples of what I mean. When someone says that they want to spend their treat themselves money on, say, eating out, Ramit encourages them to think bigger, even to quadruple your dream eating out to make it more extravagant. And people have a hard time thinking in this way. So does that mean just eating out more nights? What if it meant eating out and treating all of your friends and family? Or if it meant flying to London or Paris for lunch? Or buying the meal of everyone in the restaurant one time? eating at all the Michelin star restaurants in the country one by one. Now, I know that those things 
sounds super extravagant. And that's the point of this. If you ruthlessly save all of the other areas of your budget, you don't really care so much about, in this case, maybe it's your housing expense or cable bill or your car, then you can be extravagant in the things that matter to you. So for someone else, maybe they want to put their treat money into a fancy car or more than one car. But for another person, they could be very happy driving an older, paid-off, cheaper vehicle and then spend their money on massages and the gym and on facials. So what your rich life looks like is going to be vastly different from the next person's. The part of this that I find the most interesting is that exercise of sitting down and just stretching your brain to theoretically quadruple your dream of a rich life. This is the part that simultaneously sounds fun, but can be challenging to do. And I want everyone who's listening right now to make a date with yourself to do this. You can try it right now, but it's fun to try it when you have a few quiet minutes to sit down, close your eyes, maybe grab an idea notebook, and just be able to let your mind wander and dream big. I want you to think of the one area of your life where you would feel incredible You funneled your money into so that you could live the best life that you could that's for you. Now, that last part, for you, can be really tricky. I don't mean the best life that would make someone else proud of you. I mean the life that would actually make you feel good. So if your first thought is to be able to do things for other people, or to give to charity, or feed the homeless. Make sure at the end of the day that this is what really fills you up and makes you feel so good. Instead of your reason for this being because you think it's what you should responsibly do. If the idea of this makes you feel energetic and excited inside, then this is what your rich life would look like. But if it feels like obligation to be a good person, maybe you can put some of those things into your spending plan, but you need to really dig a little deeper to find out what would make you feel a little bit extravagantly selfish if you get to be. It can feel really hard to do some choosing if you have the idea ingrained into you that doing something for yourself is so-called selfish and that that is something to feel guilty about if you are doing something selfish. So I will share mine with you if that helps anyone to hear. One of my items that I want to splurge in travel. I love going to different parts of the world that I've never seen before. And the great thing about this is that my travel dream will probably look different than someone else's travel dream, especially when you do that part 
to try and dream bigger and quadruple it. When I quadruple it, for me, doesn't mean to travel more often or to more places. For me, it means that I would want to travel to some places that I really want to see and stay in some settings that have a beautiful view and to fly in a comfortable way, not necessarily first class everywhere I go, but with some extra leg room is enough to make me happy. But what would really make it great for me is to have in my conscious spending plan money to plan surprise travel for the people that I love. This is what would make me feel really extravagant and rich. I just get so happy when I think of being able to say to my wife or my kids or my mom or friends, Hey, pack up a bag for the weekend. This is what you need to bring. And we're headed to the airport, but I'm not telling you where we're going until we get there. I just love surprises and being able to treat other people to this kind of fun and then to get to take the trips with them and just have unexpected time to enjoy being together on vacation. That is what would really feel like a rich life to me. So getting there is a journey. For those of you who want to do this and to have a conscious spending plan, the first step is to transform your budget into the percentages of the conscious spending plan. It means that your fixed expenses would be, ideally, 60% of your take-home income. Ramit says 50 to 60, but for me, it's going to take quite a bit of work to get our fixed expenses down to 60%. So I'm just going to call it 60. This would be everything that you have to spend, not your extra wants, all of your needs. So that would be housing, transportation, bills, and the minimum payments on your debts. Now, if you find yourself way over the 60 or even over 100% of your current take-home pay, then this is definitely a big first step. And there are two ways to do this. You can cut down on those expenses. We are doing this by cutting out some bills, canceling that Apple TV, canceling the monthly car wash, and we are consolidating a bunch of credit card payments using a program that is called InCharge. And I would highly recommend this program. It works really well for us. And the second way to do this is to increase your income. So that means get a second job, get a side hustle business that you might do on the weekends. We go and DoorDash for extra income and for fun. To my wife and I, it's time that we drive around in the car together and we have lots of time to talk and it brings in that little bit of extra income each week. Once you have your expenses getting down, 
with the goal of 60% of your take-home pay, then I will give you the other percentages. 10% of your take-home pay is for savings for short-term things. 10% is for investing for the long-term. And then finally, 20% will be your guilt-free spending. Now, you can break this down into different categories if you want to. So part of that 20% each week might go to place where you are saving for a big trip in, so two years. And part of it might be going to gift giving to others. But all of it can be spent guilt-free on whatever you want. So if eating out is your thing, you might be spending it all on that. If shopping for clothes is what lights you up or massages or spa days, then that is what you would spend it on. And another trick for this is this. Split that 20% in half. Each person gets 10% of your total take-home pay for your own spending. Now, it's probably almost definite that each person in the relationship has something different that they would want to splurge on. The typical way to figure this out is for the couple to have to look at their finances and to agree on what to spend their money on together. Budgeting together and agreeing is what mature couples are supposed to do together, right? Well, what if you didn't have to? With this conscious spending plan, you can still put all of your money together. You can split up the bills in whatever way works for you. For my wife and I, our money is all together. It is all our money. But when it comes to that 20% guilt-free spending, how great would it be to take that out, split it up, and then we each get to spend our half on whatever we want. Yes, we both like to go out and eat, so we would have to just take turns and treat each other. Or whoever wanted to go out and eat is the one to pay. But if it's Dina who wants to go out and eat a lot more than I do, and I prefer to save my spending money for future travel, then she can pay to eat out when it's her idea, and she can just pay for both of us. And then I can save my money for travel, which again would be used on the both of us. But it's what I would want to spend my money on. And then the beauty of this plan is that the fixed expenses part of the plan would in fact pay off all of our debts in the future by us setting it up that way. The fixed expense part would cover everything that we have to pay to live without including any splurges and then would be paying for extra on whatever debt we want to pay off until that debt is gone. And then that money that went towards, say, that credit card will go towards paying off the next debt. And that would just keep going on and on until eventually there are no debts left in there, only our current housing, transportation, food, gas, etc.
It's going to take a bit of time for us to get down to that 60%. And while we're working on it, once we get extra unexpected money comes in, such as a work bonus or some side hustle business money, or if we sell something that we own, when we get that extra unexpected money, We may choose to put it towards our debts so that we can one by one just see them go away. And then we can see that percentage get down closer to our 60% goal. Because what this conscious spending plan will do for us is to help us see that we don't have to wait until we retire to live whatever our version is of a rich life. We will be able to live that right now. We will be able to spend some money on things that make us really excited without feeling guilty for doing so. We won't be spending it to go on a trip or eat out and then have a bigger credit card bill so that the guilt from spending cancels out your joy for whatever it is that you do. It will really be about enjoying your life without the guilt. So if you find that you have any reservations with this plan, don't forget that you can choose to spend your 20% guilt-free spending on whatever you want. So for you, that is paying off more debts or putting extra into savings or investing. You can choose to do that too. don't have to spend if you don't want to. Just make sure that not spending is what really makes you happy and excited and feeling like you are living the life that you want to live. Make sure that it's not the case where it just feels too guilt-ridden and shameful to spend money on whatever it is that would really make you happy. It might be the case that the values that you grew up with just have taught you that you are a bad person to put yourself first. So you might have to do some unteaching with yourself to be able to consciously make yourself happy in this financial way. I would love it if you would let me know if this episode resonated with you. If you want any help with diving into your finances and changing your current budget into a conscious spending plan, let me know. I would love to help and assist you in the dreaming big challenge in order to decide what it is for you to live a rich life that is meant just for you. I would be happy to help you. Have a great week, my friends, and happy dreaming bigger. bigger.